before I start, I, I would like to hear, you know, this is really the first time that I am in the trainer path New Zealand or even um, seen anything from the trainer path New Zealand. I've, I've interacted indo- indirectly through uh, collaborating with Tristan or interacting with Julia or Anna. And I'd like to start to by asking you, what are your practices? What are you practicing right now? Those are the things that you're practicing. This is a question to be answered, not a rhetorical question in the space. Okay, I start. Mm-hmm. I am practicing, I am still decontaminating. So this is an ongoing practice that I am doing. And what I have been noticed is the uh, contamination that happened in, in the joy. So this is where I'm putting more, more of my attention right now in the decontamination is how I am used to experience joy through a gremlin state. And the other, the other thing that I'm doing is to um, sense much more the spaces as a, to, to take consciously the, um, the space of answering a question or initiating a conversation as of this silence spaces. And um, in the trainer, in the trainer path or in my trainer, being a trainer, what I'm most experiencing at the moment or practicing is when gremlins are in training spaces, there are some gremlins that I like to give them just a space to just do whatever they need to do. And then I change the space right away in something different or I confront them. So to feel into what is next for, to what is next in this situation where this gremlin is having a big uh, expression. So this um, um, my main end. To my bright principles, I am, uh, I am, exp- I am uh, focusing on love at the moment. So this is uh, my main research field towards my bright principles. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm practicing uh, one thing of um, noticing and stopping to feed my gremlin on withdrawing. So withholding my presence from spaces, from conversations and from um, from taking responsibility in the family, for example. And I am I'm making a practice of every night before. So every evening I'm feeling into and um, already like planning and making clarity for the next day so that I don't, um, um, instead of to, um, like, because I, I found I was waking up without to have this purpose and this clarity and this um, direction in the morning. So I'm bringing direction and clarity and 
taking off running in my in my mornings. Um, and I'm also practicing to regularly check that my my gremlin's presence is on my left side. So uh, yeah, they have this separation of gremlin energy and uh, being energy. That's it. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm also decontaminating my gremlin from the adult ego. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, my focus is on when I'm going into low drama, especially with the sentence of I'm not good enough or something like that. So, yeah, and then not going into the low drama and finding other ways of, of creating the space. Another thing I'm like, so I'm, I'm in the mage training and the things that I'm, that we're doing there, I'm, I'm practicing. So last week it was about being real, what's real. And I noticed that that's really helpful for me to be really honest with myself. What's real for me right now and what's real in others. Can you, can you land that context in, in this yeah. call? Mm -hmm. So it's about noticing what's real. So where am I really at? which is not, it's not a concept of reality. It's being honest about where am I at? Where's my cross on the map? And then I don't like, that's the only place where I can get possibilities from, or that's the only place that I can give possibilities from as well for others is when I'm, when I land in them where they're at and give them possibilities from that space or when I'm honest about where I am at, even though I would like to be somewhere else maybe, but that's not the place where I can operate from or can, I, can create new possibilities from. And yeah. And that, yeah, that, that's one thing. And it feels like I have a lot of little practices at the moment, which come from that major training space. And also a curious, uh, something that came up for me the other day is how do I deal with questions? So I've noticed that I give my, like someone asks me a question, then I give my center to the question and I answer their question. So how can I not answer the question or answer it from, from where I'm at instead of um, giving them an answer? For example, yesterday there was this woman that wanted to know what I was doing, digging a hole in a public space. And I just noticed I, I, I could give her, like my box wanted to give her an, an answer and I, I didn't, I didn't want to give her an answer. You know, in a way, I wanted to, I was clear that I don't have to give her an answer just because she asked. So that's another practice I'm, I'm taking on is how do I not like not give my center away just because someone asks a question? And that's connected to, so like on another level, keeping my questions and, and letting other people have their question. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, Julia. Thank you. i My main practice is also decontamination, and that takes up um, a lot of different practices that, um, yeah, that I do all day. And, yeah, like I often just still 
um, need to take my gremlin out of my energetic field and what I'm doing a lot in the moment is um, the deeper noticing and the feeling the adult behind that and then choosing something different so using the power of choosing quite a lot and not yeah just noticing that space um i'm practicing quite a lot of spinning of my energetic body just seeing how how that supports me to shift the energy faster there's some impatience there i noticed yeah and then also with the mage training that feels like there's just so many practices every week i'm still practicing the listening to the third thought and also offering that out to my partner and yeah just being a lot and like practicing those is yeah I find yeah that takes up a lot of curiosity for me and what else I'm I'm noticing and I'm noticing my Sibylla? speed a lot I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, pausing you because yeah. it, you haven't made so much contact with, yeah. with yeah. the group. And so that there's a, a way that I, when yeah. I'm scanning you, you just, you speed up. And my, my invitation is just right now to, to just go half the speed and, and before your next sentence. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. On a meta view, I'm not wearing my glasses and I'm having a hard time seeing on the phone. So that's why I also have made contact. I just noticed. Let's not waste. Yeah. With this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. A lot of practicing for me is noticing. So looking at the website of the noticing and that's also something I was really inspired with when Clinton brought that into the trainer skill lab. So this is one of my main interests in the moment, slowing myself down to notice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I have another question for you, Sibylla, just a second. You said you yeah. were doing decontamination and the you have you're doing it with someone or are you doing by yourself the decontamination i'm mostly doing it by myself but those that are close to me are all aware of it mm -hmm. and we have had lots of gremlin workshops and lots of there's been yeah most of last year there was lots of different processes but for now since since then i'm doing it um by myself yeah Okay, thank you. Yeah. Super. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy thank to follow. My, my main practice at the moment is around um, noticing where my center is and bringing my focus and center back to being present. From that, I am 
learning more about where my gremlin is and where emotions are coming up. So some of my main interest at the moment is around creating spaces for emotional healing. And so I'm one of my main practices is noticing when I'm in an emotion or when there's emotions present. So I'm practicing feeling and noticing emotions. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, each morning I'm doing rage work each morning. Um, I'm doing some breath work and some sitting and noticing where my center is. Um, There's when an you, ongoing. Sorry, sorry, Jay. When you say yeah. rage work, uh, is it a three, 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 or what, what is that? What is that? Yeah. So follow, following, following on from a rage club, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing three minutes rage every day. Um, so it's, and that it's been going for over a month now, and I'm continuing to find layers within that of presence, and. Yeah, um, coming back to presence, centering. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's an ongoing practice for me with gremlin work and um, being in uh, um, extraordinary spaces or creating an extraordinary relationship with Sibylla. So my relationship with Sibylla is a place of ongoing practice of holding my center and working with my gremlin around sexuality. So that's one of my big practices at the moment is noticing where my center is with my sexuality and with my gremlin. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm just scanning to see if there's any more there. That's that's what's on top for me right now. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. My practices at the moment involve sitting practice three times a week. Um, I am using the flossing as a gremlin practice every evening. Um, I'm really noticing my integrity. So really making an effort to follow through with things that I say I will do and not saying that I will do something that I won't. Um, so that's a big one for me. Um, the noticing for me involves at the moment a lot being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So just sitting with feelings or emotions that come up. And what I've noticed is that I'm using rage work as a follow on from the Rage Club 2.0 Tristan. I'm using it more as a flushing through emotions at the moment at this stage. So it's really helping me to to move 
move emotions aside. Um, well, sorry, could you could you explain to me what flushing out emotions means? So the other day, what I noticed was I was sat with some anger and sadness, and I went and did three minutes rage, and it really helped me to clear clear some things out of my system. I felt did you get afterwards. Did you get what the anger was about? Um. Yes, I had. Anger. Yeah, I did get what the anger was about. Cool. And something else I'm working on is really finding this balance between being clear, having clarity, and being compassionate. So I'm noticing that a lot at the moment. Being clear sometimes is being quite um, cutting with certain certain people and certain cut off some intimacy. So I'm really looking at that. Um, I'm also watching some of the emotional healing processes on the site. Practicing, listening, and being with people. So, so I heard. Say. Sorry, it's the the sound isn't coming through so well. So I, I heard you say that you're watching some of the emotional healing processes. Are these the from the Create Possibility website? Yes. Okay. Yes, on the Create Possibility website. Mm -hmm. Your connection is not very good, Hannah. Okay. Yeah, your image is frozen. This bet. No. Now she's gone. Okay. Well, I can I can share my practices until at least Hannah comes back. I am practicing uh, letting my fear uh, more at the surface when I am holding space in noticing if I have uh, any fidgeting, so any unconscious fear happening, that I uh, bring it to the surface, I lean into it, so that more than what is known comes out of me. So it, uh, it's about speaking from the unknown and letting my bright principle speak so that more than the, what I've already, what I've already experienced can, can jump in. And this is because I'm I, I'm, I might be doing uh, my first possibility lab, holding my first possibility lab. And one of the things that uh, I, I tend to do, to, uh, my box tends to, to get into protect is to speak from what I already know, and things that are safe. And so 
that's that's one of my practices is to not to not plan. Another practice that I have is to Vera, not... Vera, wait mm -hmm. a little bit. Can it be that your earrings make a very loud sound? Can you take them off and can we try if this is, is any... this is like a <laughs> it's it has been my hair, at least in the recent times. Is it still happening? Uh, no. It's no. It's better. And now it's better. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. My hair doesn't, yeah. I'm using my hair to not be, to not be heard. That's another story. Okay. Yeah. So now that the hair is out of the way, did you, do you want me to repeat my first? I, I heard, no. I heard everything. Yeah. Me too. Super. Uh, welcome back, Hannah. I'm just saying my practices. And then if you haven't finished, I'll, um, I'll get back to you. The a practice that I'm, that I just created is, uh, or that I've just recommitted to is not to put my sort of clarity down that there's a, a part of, uh, when I'm holding a certain, uh, space or, do a lot of calls in my day that at the end of the last call uh, I have been unconsciously just saying something like the, the sentence is something like okay now I need a break or okay enough or like as, as if I could package as if the holding space was something that could be uh, that it would end that I wouldn't want to continue and so it, it happens for about um, like two minutes until I, I, I get back into, oh, I'm not holding space anymore. And so my, the practice is to not, particularly at the end of calls and particularly at the end of meetings, at the end of trainings, that, I, that doesn't, this doesn't happen. <sighs> okay, now I'm going to relax space holding. And, and so I'm paying particular attention to that. And uh, another practice that I have is to let spaces crash and to not try to uh, avoid, hold space in a way that avoids uh, shit hitting the fan or that avoids uh, low drama happening, but that it allows that to let, allows things to crash. So I've been preventing things, I've been preventing low drama from happening in some of my spaces and those are the spaces that I hold space for. And so I'm practicing, uh, yeah, letting it all burn. So these are the three main things. Hannah, do you? Thank you, Vera. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vera. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the last thing you heard was. Will you clarify? Yes. I heard you say that you were watching EHPs from the Create Possibility website. Um, no, I have nothing else to add. Thank you. Thank you for checking. The, there's uh, in, in me a difference between 
things that I'm curious about and things that I'm practicing. And one of the things is the, that things that I'm curious about or, or questions that I carry with, they, they serve as door openers. They serve as door openers for a practice or for research or for collaboration. And a, a practice tends to be, for me, something that it's, it's about maintaining. It's not opening new doors. It's about maintaining. And so it's, not, it's more than a curiosity. It's more than things that I'm looking into. And it, it has this flavor of um, experimenting even when, even when uh, it doesn't feel good or even when there, there's, there's a, a kind of a challenge to the commitment or there's a challenge to the, if this, even if the circumstances aren't the best for uh, applying the practice, that's when the practice is um, is called for even more. So I heard some of some some things that looked more like practices and something that looked more like questions and having paying attention to things. And what I what I'd like to explore with you is what what is how can you put your questions into a practice? Because in the practice is where you grow matrix. Okay? In practicing something is where you grow matrix. And noticing is when you already, so you notice more things according to the, to the distinctions that you hold. So you can only notice things that you have a distinction about. You learn a new distinction, and you can, you can see more. You can see through another filter, through another um, distinction. So you, you can notice more, more detail. And, and, and after you notice, if you practice it, then matrix grows again. Your being grows. It experiences, instead of just noticing, also experiences something, something completely different as possible. So this is the process of transformation. So what I'm going to, because we are one, two, three, four, seven. I guess we could, we could do it all in one group. I'm going to try to do it all in one group, which is to, to, to turn something that is a, a question or a, something that we would need possibility for, but turn it into what, what are the things to notice about and how to turn it into a practice. And so the, the, the proposal would be a practice every day until the next week. And then next week you would say, what happened? Basically you would report, how did your practice go? And, and the purpose is not, okay, I did everything. It's, it's, this is one way of looking at your practices. I practiced every day. Okay, that's, that's one layer is that I, I showed up for the practice. And then is another layer is, what did I notice? What changed in my life? Who could I be with this new practice? What new muscles did it bring to me? What new distinctions I could use? What new, so there's so many levels of discovery with a practice. This is one of the greatest benefits of having a practice. 
so I'd like to I'd like to start and I, I want to say that I've never done any of this before so I'm also doing it who would like to go first okay Jay thank you thank you for going first what is something that you have that is, you know, it could be either one of the practices or one of the questions, the, the things that you, you are at the, you are either going against the wall or a question that you carry that is really precious to you. I, I want to have more clarity on when I'm operating from emotional fear or feeling fear and 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 wanting to use it to navigate with so there's something for me about finding more distinction on when i'm um yeah um freezing and going into emotional fear and when i'm feeling fear that i want to use as a way of of, of navigating forward so for me there's something i want to practice on noticing when I'm operating from emotional fear and when I'm feeling fear as a, as a, as a gateway, as a, as a doorway to navigate with. Thank you. Jay, what are you feeling right now? I'm feeling some fear. Yes. Great. Feeling some fear and some joy. Okay. So right now, what is the fear about? Just the fear is about don't look, don't look up yeah the fear is about showing up and getting it right the fear is about exposing myself and there's some fear excitement joy fear to create something to create a new doorway for myself Thank you. I'm going to ask the rest of the group, what did you notice? What, what, using your distinctions, Jay gave a lot of information about what he's really wanting to explore and also how, how he was right now. So he showed you his X on the map and where he wants to go. What distinctions could you give him for this, for this practice? And, and Jay, I, I would really recommend that you write these down. In fact, I would, I would re refuse to give possibilities if someone's not writing down. I, I don't. Thank you. I'm ready. I noticed that your I noticed that you could distinguish between the different fears clearly. And um, I'm not sure if you knew which ones were emotion and feeling, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a question. I'd like to know if, if you, if you noticed which ones were emotions and which ones and which was feeling. And um, 
yeah I like, I'd like to know that now actually does that work Vera yeah you can ask him yeah just ask him directly which ones were um, emotion and when what was a feeling of fear uh, so the the fear of of getting it right and being good enough yeah I can also feel sadness attached to that um wait, wait a would second be, Jay yeah. Is those fear of being enough or not doing it well or doing it wrong? Is that a feeling or an emotion? Emotion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. feels old. Yeah. So Tristan, this would be like to keep, keep your sort of clarity and interrupt Jay because he wasn't giving you all the answer. Okay. So Thank is, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So how do you know that's an emotion? Uh, it's an emotion because I can, um, I remember the loop of it. Hmm. So it's familiar. It's an emotion. I can, I can feel it lodged more in my body. It's not, it's not moving and vibrating. It's an emotion because it's not attached to what I want. It's attached to what I don't want. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, another clarity that comes for me is it's not empowering. There's something about like this is a sentence with fear attached that is not empowering you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Tristan. Is there any other distinctions that you that would benefit Jay that you would see that benefit Jay in his practice? And then we, we pr propose a practice. Uh, yes. Um, Wait, Tristan, I'd just like to give some opportunity to other people. Ah, sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were asking me. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, thank you for the clarification. Yes, I would uh, also offer the possibility to be very practical and see if the emotion is longer than three minutes. I thought the sensation, it is an emotion and just assume, just don't analyze it and just write down what is it about for the next emotional healing process. And, and Jay, what, what do you want them? What do you want this distinction for? So that? Uh, so that I can use fear and be present with my fear to navigate forward in my life and to heal and be more present and operating from my yeah, empowered principles from my bright principles. Okay. Creating what I want. Well, one distinction for me that between also the, the unconscious, this is, this is not emotional, or it's more unconscious feeling of fear and conscious feeling of fear is that, you know, what I mentioned about the fidgeting, if, so I use uh, certain uh, behaviors as alarms, alarm clock. So if I'm biting my nails or if I'm tapping my hand or I'm fidgeting with my, with my pen, even in calls, or I'm, 
looking at the clock or trying to grab a cup. I, I use that for me. When that happens, do you have behaviors like this that you do? Likely. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. Sibylla, I would really ask you to not answer for Jay yes. for the second time. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, I was told I'm not a man, but I was told by a man that men take a little bit more time to answer. You take uh, about sometimes about 45 seconds to answer a question that a, a woman would just go. Boof. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm practicing. I could add to this to my practice to let, to let some more time. And maybe that could be a, a helpful hint for you. So I'm back to Jay. So if you're doing some of these behaviors, so your first noticing could in your practice could be what behaviors do I do and use them as alarm clocks. When, when this is happening, stop and ask, what is my fear about right now? What is my fear about? And this could be, and just allow the fear to rise and to, to tell you. It could be, I don't know what to say, or I have, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And just allow the fear to be there. Because that would be making unconscious fear into conscious fear. Because what I, what I also see that you could benefit is, yes, there's emotional fear, which is not to deal with right now. But there's also unconscious fear from the now that you're not dealing with the, you know, the frozen fear, the fear that freezes. Okay, so there's unconscious fear happening, which the manifestation is fidgeting, uh, tapping, uh, looking away, looking out, speaking fast. And so when those things happen, one practice could be stop, use that as an alarm clock to wake up and, and, Okay, what is what am I afraid of right now? And then you can check. It's a feeling, an emotion. And you can deal with it. Thank you. Uh, something there's something really going click for me on the distinction between emotional and unconscious. Yeah, not sure if you've got any more that you can offer into that space on the distinction between those two. Yeah. Fear, unconscious fear is happening. When it's happening, it's happening in your body. And it, it's not that it's numb, but it's, it's, it's more stuck. The way that I see unconscious fear is that it's being expressed uh, sideways. Just as anger, unconscious anger can be low drama or can be, um, yeah, this a snarky remark or banging on the table, like this is unconscious anger, meaning it's not anger used consciously for the thing that you want. And so the, the unconscious fear is the manifestation of the fear in your body and however it comes out that you're not using for creating what you want to, for what is it that you care about? Because every fear will tell you something that is important to you, even even the fears of what you don't want will tell you, 
ah, I, I care, you know, I don't want to have low drama with my wife. I'm scared of going into low drama with my wife. What do I care about right now? The fear is telling me that I really, what I want is to create intimacy, that I care about the sacredness of my relationship with my wife. So the action that you do with this present fear, you brought the unconscious fear to the conscious. You do a wise action, not to suppress the fear, to get rid of the fear, but to take care of the thing that you care about, which is the sacredness of the yeah. connection with your wife. But the fear will tell you what is the thing that you care about. Yeah. Just like the anger. Yeah. So Wonderful. how about this practice? It's in the noticing is what I'm hearing. It's, it's in the noticing. And the, the noticing brings it conscious. Yes. So you, you notice the action. You stop. You bring what, what, it, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? And you can see if it's a feeling or an emotion. And what is, what is the thing that I'm caring about? What is, the, what, is the, what is this fear actually telling me that I care about that is important for me? And then you act on what is important, not on the fear. You act on what's important. Okay. Thank you. How, how's that for um, seven day, next seven days practice? So for me, I, I want to, I want to become conscious of physical, like in, in gambling, they call it a tell when you, when, when you sort of show something that's happening unconsciously and physically, I want to become more, I want to notice my tells. Jay, this is kind of an answer of a question of a yes or no. Are you going to do the practice? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. check in next week. That's awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Who's next? Wanna go next? Thank you, Julia. So what is your question or your unrelated to what I shared earlier and it's coming up for me now is like I want to practice connecting with my archetypal lineage mm. question of how can I if yeah have possibilities for that yeah do you have any uh, do you have a name or you know what your archetypal lineage is about have you had that process so I've, I've, I've done the pearl process a couple of times. So I have a sense for aspects of it. And this seems to be like, yeah, I, I find it yeah. hard to put a stake in the ground somewhere. And, and so I have a, I have, a, I have like space sorceress space guardian mm -hmm. is my working title. Also Iris and Gaia. So these are aspects of, of the archetypal lineage. And Iris carries for me that variety and it's like rainbow and a wide spectrum of things and also carrying messages or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in my, the, the, the pearl is about what you, what, what you came to create, almost like the result, the result of your archetypal lineage and action. 
-hmm. and the archetypal lineage is more is like the job description of the you know a carpenter makes furniture and so you would have beautiful furniture as the consequence and a carpenter would be the the name of the job and so one of the like this does anyone here can offer distinctions about how to be connected with your archetypal lineage and, and please speak even if you especially if you don't know Go ahead, Hannah. Um, yeah, so I'm speaking because I feel like I don't know exactly how it goes. And, um, and for me, one possibility of connecting with the archetypal lineage is to connect yeah, through bare skin. Through what? Can you say again? Bare skin. Bare skin, okay. Yeah, so soles of the foot or even lying naked on the earth and listening that way. I have a possibility. Go ahead. And the possibility is to arrange a time in a space where other people, I, I have the number of three at the same time, just ask you, who are you? And you let this question land in all your five bodies and answer this, the same questions through the layers of your bodies. Yeah, actually the question, what are you? What are you? At least that's how I understand it. So I have a question for you, Julia. Yes. What would happen right now if, if, you, were, if you were like jacked in and connected with your archetypal lineage and you, you got your big job this big job of I don't know something was like you need to talk to just like the prime minister of New Zealand what would happen in me is fear a lot of fear and uh, yeah it's like it becomes uncomfortable for my box and that's okay it's scary Okay. So the, I, I heard something like, you know, that there was a call with, with the changing the game world of, of the trainer path New Zealand. And that Anna at some point asked if there was anyone who would um, take the responsibility of taking a stand for the trainer path New Zealand. And I, I heard that you didn't put your hand up. I mean, that nobody put their hand up. And I'm speaking to you. And, and so I'm, I'm scared that, that 
if you connect to your archetypal lineage that that requires to take even more that the, the amount of responsibility or this this taking an even larger stand that this that you wouldn't do it or did, it wasn't somehow you you wouldn't hold it and um do you have anything about that how does it land in you yeah i want to update your story or your information that i called i spoke with anna yesterday about that that i'm taking a stand for the trainer path new zealand so i'm, I'm willing to hold space so that's information for all of you and yeah you know i i have a box that likes status so i didn't want to speak from my box in that trainer path call last week I didn't want to take the job just because I didn't want to put up my hand last week because just to please my box and say yeah I'm, I'm I'm now here so I wanted to check that and then I found the joy and the what's alive in me is I notice how I'm really hungry for more edges um, and so and, and I feel the joy of, of going to the edge so I think this deserves a huge celebration for the game world of the trainer path North New Zealand. In my opinion, so I'm, I'm causing this. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. you know, as a, as a trainer in the TTS and also space holder still in the Brazil, it's an amazing um, support for the game world that you're stepping in and I'm, I'm in that process of stepping out too. So thank you. I, I want to ask Yulia, cause you said <clears throat> you are willing to hold space for the trainer path, New Zealand. And for me, um, there's a big difference between being willing to and wanting mm -hmm. to, and I'd like to know if you want to hold the space yes, for the trainer path, to. New Zealand. Yes. Thank you for the distinction and I want to. And there's the question, like what the process is. So, yes, I I, I take this into the into the big liquid state process, and that we are. And I have a question also for you, Julia, about you said I'm I'm I, I'm hungry for more edges. So my question is, how would you notice you are on on an edge? I notice that when I'm, um, so when my fear is higher and when, especially around people, like noticing I'm in a space with people that are dangerous for my box, for example, then I'm on the, like, I can, this is edgy for my box or doing things that my box doesn't want to do. So I notice it mainly from my fear, when my fear goes up. Or when there's my when my gremlin doesn't or no it's really the box. Can, the box can you be specific? Can yeah. you? Thank you. So, uh, for example, the practice space that just crashed or was was in, like there was this practice space that Aunt Chloe held, and there were Clinton in it, and 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 for me that's a dangerous space when there's Clinton and Aunt Chloe in a space. 
and I joined the practice space. And the second time I was there, I held the space. So I, I, I went and said, I'm going to hold space. And that's for me an edge. That's something my box wouldn't do. And, and when Antoine pulled the plug and said, we're, we have a different, like we're recreating the game world. I said, yeah, and I want to continue the practice space. So I, so I'm, I'm stepping into doing stuff that is not comfortable for my box. And I, at the same time, I notice it really feeds me, like my being, it feeds my, my transformation. It feeds my evolution and I'm, and I'm keen for that. I'm, yeah, so that I, hung, I I notice how also my my gremlin gets really bored when I don't do that. My my gremlin gets bored and eats up my life and other parts if I'm mm. if I'm not giving her interesting things to do that way. I yeah. thank you, Julia, and I'm just trying to finalize a, a practice for you. I know that you're doing a series of videos. And I think that that practice, if you, if you, you, the connection from, for me, the connection from archetypal lineage and the bright principles is exactly, you know, it's, it's that process of adding mass to the bright principles, you know, the, the adding mass to the bright principles. Yeah. yeah. So there's for everyone who doesn't, anyone who doesn't know, there's the distilling the bright principles, choosing, bright principles which is not a box choosing is a declaring that no longer i am vera franco but i am these bright principles instead and then the third one is adding mass and it's it's about exactly putting yourself in danger so that you have the necessity of being your archetypal lineage in action so you put yourself at the edgiest bit in the way that you serve as a necessity of that space so your archetypal lineage so how how i've I've done that a a little bit and i would suggest to you is to speak from places that you don't know speak about things that you are really at your edge you actually don't know about you're just as discovering as everybody else that you're having a work talk with so those work talks instead of being what you use rage for or at, at least some to be actually about something that you don't know that is also your discovery so let your archetypal lineage speak so i want to um um, just add this on the meta level is to bring yourself on the edge and not waiting for outside to bring you to the edge yeah the proposal for the yeah to would you share with the trainer path new zealand then how did you put yourself at the edge once a day in such a way that you you'd have you don't even have enough information as julia as julia you it would have to be your bright principles your archetypal lineage and action and if you would like possibilities for that you can you can ask and not maybe here because we already have only half an hour. Okay. Will yeah. you do it? Yes, I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, 
I'm inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Next person. Yes, I need possibilities or I want possibilities. Wait, 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 wait. This is not a possibility team. Ah, thank yeah, thank you. I uh, I want to make a practice about um holding spaces and so uh, yeah holding spaces and it's like not getting burned out so um to have this momentum going yeah and uh yes as i said that i I realize I, I have two practices for that already. Um, so I'm fit, fitting into that. I yeah, I feel, okay, I feel scared because I, I actually, I don't feel that I have something that I really need practices for that I'm already not, that I don't have practices for already. That's my reading too. Yeah, okay. So. I will give airtime to someone else. (laughs) Thank you. Let's do that. (laughs) I go. Thank you. Something, so I'm speaking from the unknown because I, it's not easy for me to formulate what, what I've been, the feedback I'm getting often and where my physical body is often sorry Hannah will you go yes um I'd like to have a practice wait just a second Hannah when you when you look up when you just when you just answer this question, I'm, right. I'm suspicious that it was your box. Mm. Even saying I would like to, I'm sus- okay. I'm suspicious that your box does not want any of this. Mm-hmm. So to let's see if we have enough time. I'm going to go back to Sibylla, and it's it's not really about something you would like to do. It's something that you need that you have a necessity that maybe you know how jay was saying is like i i need to do this i i have i i don't yet i can't yet distinguish this and it's affecting my life and it's expecting my relationship so it's it's like this julia wants to jack in she needs it otherwise not just her gremlin but gets bored her whole being starts wilting it's like this, okay? This is not a show and tell, okay? Thank you. Sibylla. Thank you. you. I'm sorry for someone called, so that's... My necessity is around that I... I want to keep going and I'm 
I'm crashing regular with my physical body. And the feedback I'm, that I'm getting from community and friends at times is that I very much look like a workaholic. I'm constantly busy, not easily available. And that's also because I'm not interested in, yeah, like in some of the spaces that are there on offer. And I, I do question that space. How do I have a distinction between am I being a workaholic just on a different path with good stuff? Or am I like the practices I'm looking for is self-care within this intensity. I have such a joy in intensity that, yeah, that I override and lose clarity when it goes too far. And when, so this practice with extraordinary spaces, how can I stay in extraordinary spaces like all the time without the intensity that my physical body is and everything is just so um, alert that sleep and relaxation and um, easy, easy spaces where I can still notice and still be fully there, but have more of a restful um, yeah, it's, it's, sorry, it's not totally clear, but it's a practices for self-care, how to hold these spaces ongoing without crashing. Then I have a question, and that is, you have five bodies. Which of those bodies crashes? Or many, many it's my bodies. physical body and my emotional body that I notice, noticed often. And then overcompensating of my energetic body and my mind to kind of catch the, um, yeah, so they work harder then in that space. So, Julia would, Julia, would you say what your archetypal lineage is reading and, and really radically rely, really radically rely on what your archetypal, it's not what you know, it's not really what you know. You probably don't know about it, but just land it on Sibylla. There's something that she isn't seeing, something about her, even her orientation towards this. What I notice is that you're, it seems to be more an energetic thing than a physical. And and I, I, I agree that the intellectual body seems to be doing a lot of work and then it eats up energy and that might feel like your energetic body is putting in energy, but it's really the intellectual body doing the work. So, um, yeah, you could, you could really put more attention, attention on your energetic body and how you let your energetic body feed you as you, as you do your activities. And then also the other bodies. And also the like especially archetypal body. How do you take that on board for, for all the activities? 
Thank you, Yulia. Yeah, I, I resonate with the scanning too. There's a, one distinction is there's only a certain speed that your matrix can grow. Okay? It's tension and relaxation and tension and relaxation. And reading, you know, like, I don't know what you're doing to create this, but like reading websites is great, but they don't grow your matrix. What grows the matrix is doing the experiment. This is a, an example. So in, I don't know if you, like um, most people would just like uh, reading constantly websites and that it really feeds the intellectual body. But it's really, if you do one experiment a day, it will change your life. But it, there's a, a, a shift in the orientation of, 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 of like, I need to go this. What it seems is that there's a fastness in this and not on the, on the working it in, in yourself, on the cooking it in yourself. Does this resonate, Sibylla? Aspects of it do. I mostly work with experimental, um, yeah, like particularly when I'm holding space, I very much work with what's arriving and what's happening. So it's not like, I don't, read a lot of websites and that, that's it doesn't land for me in my I need mm -hmm. to get it I, I learn from um, seeing it and experiencing it with others so that's very much what feeds me the most also yeah but the the clarity of grabbing experiences and like experiment exper like doing sparks doing what we're doing in match training that definitely is not something I've done regular enough. So yeah, I can see the, how that's working inside of me more than, yeah. So yeah, thank you. I have this um, image of pulling the grass so that grass can grow faster. Do, do you have resonance with this picture so that that in your system is so a part of you is pulling the grass to make it grow faster mm. yes Wh which part is that <sighs> that would be my gremlin using unconscious anger and pulling me into into speed. Yeah. And what 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 is what is the practice that is what is the possibility of practice that is in there for you? Yeah, what I want to practice and have talked about but haven't practiced is to slow spaces down yeah to i have practiced it also but there's a lot more there to um yeah speak slower walk slower yeah slowing my world consciously down 
You've got your list of gremlin foods, Sibylla. Yes. And so, so as part of your practice, I would add that as a gremlin food. This thing of um, pulling the grass so it grows faster. Mm. Yeah, it's a gremlin yeah. food and it's, it's, it's a subtle one. It's like, it's like withdrawing, but it's, it's yeah. yeah. Yes. Anything that that would speed you up, like coffee or sugar, that would that would add to that to the speedy. What what is that smile about? Oh, I've just gone through this major like not having no sugar and having no coffee, having no tea for six weeks, and still after six weeks, the craving has not stopped. It's still like ah, oh. particularly when I'm preparing for space. It's, it's just like it's my go-to um, pull, so it's quite strong. So that sounds like it's you're it's trying to um, numb the feelings. You know, I I don't know about anyone here, but I feel fear before I hold space. Yes, I do enduring. too. Enduring, and so to to not to experience the fear and not to to go anywhere with it yeah just the clarification it's not directly before it's like in preparation like when i'm preparing for spaces for like longer periods of time i tend to yeah just want to speed myself up in that way so that i can have more availability i i, I guess what i'm noticing right now is that i am not allowing my normal speed i I am pushing this other speed on like often, which is not my natural. Yeah, I can really feel that it's not my um, the rushing um, fastness. That's um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I, I, so I can feel more gremlin just in that space of pulling and tugging and yeah, tugging on me tugging on my being to go faster. One practice that I'm, that is coming is in this, to support the slowing down practice is to connect more with your sadness, hmm. the conscious sadness. So there's the victim sadness, low drama sadness, unconscious yes. sadness. And then there's, conscious sadness the of really lowering your numbness bar and letting letting the 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 ground underneath you touch you really you know sometimes we we talk a lot about being to being connection you know like make a being to being connection and most people do one way they they pull you know they make a connection from my being to your being and also allow the being to touch you allow you can do this with a, a tree or some a plant or a person or you know with trees really work and plants really work well to just allow the being to touch you and and for that and it requires some conscious sadness so if you start allowing the life around you to to reach you then there's there's there could be a slowing down using your sadness to to do that Thank you. Yes, that 
I can feel that that's a great practice to to um, yeah to practice. I feel the resistance of my gremlin in that quite strongly too. So yeah, I have a yes to practicing that for a week. And on on top of that, I would also add like so when I hear you like my my scanning feels that you're also avoiding to feel the fear with this rushing uh, strategy and so when like when you feel that when you notice the sadness and you go in connection with that i would add the possibility to uh, connect to your fear and let it buzz and flow in, in your body like how much there is without doing anything about it without doing anything to put it away thank you how, how can that be a, a clear practice saying i will do this every day doesn't quite land like what does it look like how so what it look, yeah what it looks like is to use my conscious sadness let's say five times a day consciously to either connect with another being or to connect with nature, which also really feeds me either the land or a tree and to lower my numbness bar. Yeah. And to practice, I, I can only say I can practice that because that, often is hard for me but to practice to allow myself being touched to stay long enough in conscious sadness for 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 that practice yeah just staying longer as i used to so yeah that's a that feels like a good step and to also notice the fear that comes up when i practice that because what Tristan just said that as soon as I go in connection with another being, I also then have, have fear in that space. So to, and I want to ask particularly people to practice that with, so that they know what I'm practicing. It, and what Tristan said, it was not just noticing the fear is to let it be there as big as it is without going anywhere. So yeah. fear, fear work is a, just like rage work is about not canceling or turning it off or fix it or heal the fear is letting it be there. Letting it experience burn. It. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very much appreciate It's a place to rest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Zibelen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Hannah. Something to do with my nice girl box coming coming through, um, which relates to this uh, lack of authenticity in 
certain situations. Um, and I feel it also relates to the clarity and compassion that I mentioned in, in my practices earlier. So, what I what I feel is necessary is is a practice to do with noticing. Well, first noticing when I'm being this nice girl, having this nice box, which I feel I I do notice, and then how can I? And I practice being authentic and having clarity and also maintaining this balance with compassion. Thank you, Hannah. Any distinctions from that you've noticed that need to land in Hannah? So land it in Hannah's matrix. I am not convinced that you really want to break the nice girl box. So there is something that it tells me that um, you want to have like a safe space or a safe path that you will not make, you will not cause any, any hurt. So there's some expectation about, about it. And I feel, I feel angry because you are also in this integrity practice, and I, I don't really know if you want to do what are you, what are you saying right now? Yeah, Hannah, what is, what is going on with your biting your lip? What is your feeling? I have a fear. Um, which is related to the space around me here, the physical space. Um, there's That's a lot of distraction. And... Yeah, the biting the lip is not fear. It's, it's another one. <laughs> if you bite your lip, bite your lip on purpose. If you try to bite your lip on purpose, um, go, go ahead. Um, so I'm talking about now. I'm gonna that way is more like a white widow thing. Like you were doing, like really, like this. What is the feeling? Feels like anger. Yeah. This is this is what the good girl box is hiding. So what is the anger about? Mm. The anger is there's also some sadness behind that. The anger is about um on one level, my my anger is about my choice to to stay in this space for this particular call, and also there's another level of anger about the nice girl box and 
Just say, can you say this again, Hannah, and say, I feel angry because. Go ahead. I feel angry because I chose to stay in this space for this call. And I feel angry because I'm still choosing to be a nice girl in certain situations. Um, I even noticed it today when I was cleaning the kitchen and instead of asking someone to move so I could put two bowls in the cupboard, I just to leave them on the side and wait for them to move of their own choice. And, and even though a discussion came out of that and actually when I went into this feeling, I discussed this with the person, it still, um, yeah, I still feel angry that that I'm still doing that. Um, yeah, and it's, I feel angry about that. And I would also like to ask this expectation that you talked about. I'd like to know more about that. The expectation that I talked about? That Anna, you mentioned, Anna, you said, um, something about I'm having an expectation um, that you said after I'm choosing the safe path to not cause any hurt and that there's an expectation mentioned and I would love it if you could go into more detail about that. Yeah, you tell me what is the expectation about that you have how to go through this process of breaking your who's, who's got one? nice girl box. So... So you're saying it's an expectation that I have about the process of breaking my box. Mm. <laughs> I think there's an expectation there that on some level I should be done with this by now. And why is it not easier than it is? And... Um, yeah, this expectation related to to how much how much work it is. It feels like a lot to break this. I heard you feeling or feeling scared of losing your compassion. I feel like on some level, huh, the sadness coming up actually as I explore that when I am about to say that I feel I've already lost compassion or some of it through the what I've done with clarity and, and gaining, gaining clarity and losing compassion. Can I add something? That no, makes me sad. Yeah. You were gonna, I don't know if you were gonna say something. No, if, if you're still in the good girl box, you actually have no idea what compassionate is. This is the, this is the, prop, the proposal, is that a, a good girl box doesn't act out of compassion, it acts out of survival. So maybe everything that you knew about what compassion was, is not compassion. I don't know if you're still there. 
what if the person uh-huh. else? Did you hear what I said? Yes. Will, will you repeat? Um, yes. What you said after I would have no idea of what compassion is in a nice girl box. Yeah. Nice girl is a survival strategy. It is not you. If the nice girl box is operating, it has been operating for most of your life. It is likely that you do not know what compassion even is because it has been been called compassion, but it's just one of the facets of good girl. Before I came out of my good girl box, I didn't know what um, friendship meant because it was it was a side of pleasing. It was a side, um, it was like a, a flavor of my good girl box. And so this compassion, just hold the space in your transformation out of the good girl box that you don't know, that you might not know actually what real compassion actually means. And so wanting to break the good girl box while holding compassion is what Anna is saying is you're still trying to hold on to an idea that of what compassion is and and it, it's keeping you safe in the good girl box see for you and you need to know what else is there besides yeah. that kind of compassion that's that fake compassion of the good girl box there's there's no path other than crashing sorry this was i know it was, was coming to me well was it what you were also noticing it yes good so so very good words for this so how can be the practice i am interested in in yeah. Practice before we close the space. So, um, a practice that I had started was not smiling, um, you know, really not smiling unnecessarily, um, just to to give an impression that I. Unlikable, or um, can I interrupt you? I'm I'm just going to interrupt yes. you because it's just the last three minutes. So, not smiling because if that, this whole like you have to evaluate if this is good girl box, forget it. Good girl box is automatic, so it, it is it is integrated in the programming. Also doing this um, measuring of the circumstances. My my proposing for for a practice is not smile ever even if you feel joy for one week don't smile ever even if you feel joy so that you know what joy actually means you know anna was saying that her gremlin was meshed with her joy it could even be that you don't know what like a real adult joy too so one practice would be that i would propose would be no smile ever and then another one, because of what you said about your anger, and I'm just going to land it because of the two minutes, is to say, I am pissed off. You start 
you start at least five times a day with I'm pissed off right now, a conversation with I'm pissed off right now because, and you let your anger come out. And it, it could be about the person or not. And does anyone have a, an add to it in the last 30 seconds? Go. Go. <laughs> Thank Will you. you do it, Hannah? Go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go, Hannah. Go, Hannah. Go. We are with you. Okay, everyone, this was a, a fast one hour and a half. I hand it over to you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you, Vera. Thank you, Thank Vera. You, Vera. Thank, Thank you, Vera. Vera. Thank you, Vera. Thank you, everyone. We will meet a schedule next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Wonderful. Just, just the, the participants with our TTTS trainer. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.